Good morning, people of God. Oh, I want to say it's a beautiful day the Lord has given us, but yuck! Oh, that's so humid out there, but it's still a beautiful morning the Lord has given us. Amen? Amen. Because our day is not dependent upon the weather being good, but about our God being good. Amen? Amen. What a blessing to be uh, joining together as a family of faith to be in worship this morning. Whether it's your first time or you've always been here, welcome. For those of you joining us online, we will be celebrating Holy Communion. We invite you to grab uh, some bread, some wine or juice following our time of confession. A couple quick announcements. Uh, first off, happy soon-to-be Independence Day. We pray that this uh, week of 4th of July is safe for you and your family and is filled with experiences that become fond memories. For many Americans, when we think of the 4th of July, maybe we tend to think of like the Statue of Liberty. That, that was my first thought this week. And I came across uh, the poem that was written by Emma Lazarus back in 1883. And I, I just... I really felt compelled to read that to you this morning, where it says this, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. What amazing words written so long ago. And I pray that, you know, us as, as individuals and as a community of faith and as a country, we continue to wrestle with these words and grow into kind of our calling to bring hope and welcome to all people. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let that be part of our celebration of our independence. Uh, one more announcement. Once again, be sure to check your midweek emails for all that's coming up. Uh, we're still in need of help with VBS, uh, Vacation Bible School. There are uh, some little uh, donation slips you can grab on the way out. We're always looking for teachers, people to be involved with making it an awesome event. Um, we're looking for people to uh, serve as uh, PowerPoint people, as uh, coffee assistants, as ushers and greeters and communion assistants, you name it. And I'm just going to keep announcing that until I annoy you so much that you say, fine, I guess I'll do it. And uh, who knows? God just may bless you in the midst of all of that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, before we jump into worship this morning, I invite you to stand as you are able. Greet the neighbors you have around you. Let us pray. O God, You direct our lives by Your grace, and Your words of justice and mercy reshape this world. Mold us into a people who welcome Your Word and serve one another. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. You know, and I would be, before I jump into my message this morning, I'd be remiss not to also share with you uh, Pastor Stephanie uh, Newman, who led worship last uh, Sunday, is now pastor of Christ Lutheran Church. How fun is that? So one of our very own has become a pastor now in Waterford, which is exciting. We also welcome home our brother Matthew, who will be starting his internship up at St. John in Capac. 
up in KPAC. So he starts actually on the 4th of July. He's already a workaholic. This is ridiculous. But uh, we lift you up in prayer and blessings for uh, your service and all the ways that you will serve those people. Just exciting stuff. All right. Sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to jump right into our Bible reading for today. A continuation of last week's reading. We're still in the 10th chapter of the book of Matthew, this time starting in verse 40, where Jesus says this, Whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Just a little short, sweet one today. All right, so it was quick. I know it was just a couple of verses long, but did you hear the biggest, most important word from what I just read? Size-wise, it's actually quite a small word, but it's a word that tends to shake things up and change things. It's the word even. Did you hear that word? It, it, you just usually glance right past that. But man, is that a big word? Whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose the reward. Like I said, such a small word. You use it only when you want to make a point. A point about something surprising or unlikely, and usually it's a point about something very surprising, or surprisingly small, I should say, and very unlikely, which is exactly how Jesus uses it here. Chapter 10 in the book of Matthew is all about discipleship. Last week, we had now Pastor Stephanie read how Jesus commissions the 12 disciples, empowers them to get out, Right to go cure those who are sick, to drive out those evil spirits. He sends them to proclaim and to live out the the coming kingdom of God. And then he receives them back with warnings of coming persecutions and trials, tells them whom to fear, whom to ignore, reminds them that the gospel, okay, when you're preaching the gospel, it causes division and calls them to take up their cross and then promises them... Rewards for their faithfulness. And at just this point comes that little word, even. Just picture this with me, okay? Imagine with me that you are one of those disciples. You've just come back from an amazing, maybe week, right, of serving. And Jesus is telling you, one of his disciples, for everything that you have done, everything you're going to be doing, curing this teaching and preaching the good news, that you will be rewarded. Now, maybe like me, we'd be thinking, ah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, we're going to get something out of this too. Amen. Let's go, Jesus. And then Jesus continues. And he says, for everyone who welcomes you into their towns and into their homes. They too will be rewarded. 
Which if you're one of those disciples, you're thinking, um, doesn't sound quite fair that, you know, they get to do the easier part of just welcoming me and, and they get rewarded too. But, but okay. All right. We can, that's okay. And then Jesus says this, and whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, they too are going to be rewarded. And now what are you thinking? Hey, wait a minute. That's all it takes? Giving someone a cup of cold water? I just worked my butt off for the whole week or the month or however long it took. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been following you everywhere. I should get rewarded. They get rewarded for just offering a cup of water? And Jesus says, yeah, that's it. That's where it starts. Even just offering a cup of cold water. You see that word even, such a small word, such a huge change. And it also offers a moment for us to change how we are thinking about discipleship. What it means to follow and live out what our Lord teaches us. Because you see, this whole chapter isn't finally what it takes to be a disciple. It's actually written to share with us what it means to be a disciple. Empowerment? Yes. Through Jesus, you will be given power and ability to do things that you have never imagined. But at the same time, you will find moments when you will struggle. Learning the importance of welcoming others. Another great lesson you learn through Jesus. But you also understand what it means to be rejected. That happens when you include everyone into God's love which will cause division and persecution, but also invite you to stay strong and faithful to our mission. All of these are part of what it means to be a disciple and follower of Jesus. And maybe all this talk of reward isn't so much about what we earn by doing the work, but instead about recognizing these rewards, the blessings, the things that we experience when we are serving and caring for others. I have been on so many mission trips where when you come back, every person to a T says, you know, I thought I was going there to make a difference in people's lives. But in the end, I think they made a bigger difference in my life. Right? That's a taste of the rewards that we get by serving others. It actually impacts us maybe even more than the impact that we have on others. That's reward. And maybe it's at this point when we start to realize the people who are being invited to these rewards. Hey, look look at who we got going on here, okay? They're not CEOs of a S&P Index 500 company. They're not the elite, the major players of that time. Jesus starts with the disciples, which again were religious school dropouts. Okay, They were all flunkies. If they were home doing their work with mom and dad, they didn't pass religion school. And then you go from there into, well, the people who are open to welcoming these people. They're included too. And then it goes even beyond that. The people who are willing to just offer a cup of cold water, these too are welcomed into this opportunity and new way of living. Where even offering a cup of water counts. 
And once you and I realize this, if just a cup of cold water does it, man, that list can grow very quickly of little simple small things that can make a profound impact. I mean, just smiling to a stranger or daring to say hello instead of ignoring them. Even offering a shoulder to cry on for someone who's going through a hard time. Even just welcoming the new kid in school or the new kid at camp or a new visitor here at church. Even writing a letter to a congressperson about an important issue. Even thanking a police officer or someone in the military for their service. Even helping out a a food kitchen or one of the many amazing projects we have going on here at King of Kings. Or even just being there when your kids or your spouse or a loved one is in need. Even. When I was in high school, uh, our church was just up the hill from where we lived. And uh, for us growing up, going to church was not an option. And if you're watching mom and dad, thank you. But since we lived so close, me being slow in the morning wasn't going to keep my parents from being early up at church. Okay? So we got to the point where they just kind of looked at me and they said, well, you're old enough to get up there on your own. Okay? So they would head up early. And lo and behold, I would usually be late because I liked sleeping in. Okay? Uh, so just one particular Sunday, I don't remember the date. I remember being a little behind schedule. Okay? Uh, and, and running up the hill. And I remember really thinking, I better, you know, bolt through this entryway through these front doors and get over to my mom and dad before I get in trouble. And lo and behold, right when I'm getting up to the crest of that hill, there's a car pulling up into the first parking spot there, the handicapped parking spot, and an older couple was there. And, uh, I remember thinking, you know, I'm already a little late. What's a little bit more? It's okay. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to stop. And I helped the gentleman out of the passenger seat and, and kind of helped him get up. I grabbed his oxygen tank and got that all set up. And I, we walked over together and I held the door open. For me, I'm thinking this is no big deal. It honestly took, I don't know, maybe a minute or two. I don't remember. But for Al and Edie Lasia, apparently it was a very big deal. And for them, it was a sign of welcome and an offer of love and a small taste of hope knowing that they weren't alone, knowing that they didn't have to do all this by themselves. And as much as I just thought right past that moment, every time I saw them afterwards, they brought it up. It was that big of a deal for Al and Edie. It was. A, it started a beautiful relationship with them that I totally would have missed if I had just hurried up to make sure that I was on time. Something like that, something like all the other things that I mentioned seemed like such small gestures, except that in the kingdom of God, there is no small gesture when done in faith. Did you hear that? People of God, dear ones, there is no small gesture when something is done in faith out of care and love for the other. Each and every act of kindness and generosity has an impact way beyond we can possibly imagine. 
Jesus' words here seem to imply that there is no act of generosity or kindness that will be forgotten. Not a single one. That's an amazing thought this morning, dear ones. That even our smallest acts of kindness reverberate with cosmic significance. You never know the difference that you are going to make, that you may have on someone else. You have the opportunity to be Jesus' disciples and make a difference in our world each and every day, wherever you are, no matter your age or ability. And so this week, dear ones, you are not called to heroic discipleship. I know, again, it is so easy to get caught up in how do we make a difference for all of these people, whatever we're helping with. But what I hear today is Jesus saying, oh, no, 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 even just a cup of cold water to a little kid. That's the start. That's where it begins. And just watch me go. So we're not called to heroic discipleship, but to genuine discipleship. You don't have to save the world. God's got that. Right? All we have to do is live into the small gestures, at least to begin with, and we're going to change someone's personal world, which in turn could just cascade and ripple and have an amazing impact in people's lives. And so be on the lookout this week, even in the simplest of moments, to bring some kindness and acceptance and welcome and warmth and respect and hope and maybe even some love. Because I promise you, even the smallest acts of kindness and generosity done in faith are remembered, have cosmic significance, and make a difference beyond what you see. And through each and every one of you, may God continue to reveal more and more of God's kingdom, which is already here, all around us. We just get so wrapped up in other stuff that we often forget about it. So in all of those little moments that we get to be a part of this week, may you also have the insight to be able to say like, wow, that's God right there. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we cannot thank you enough for this day that you have given us, for this opportunity to be together as a family of faith, for this moment to, to hear your word, to be encouraged by it, to know that every single one of us can make a profound difference in this world. You have given us all the ability, even in the smallest of gestures, to bring your light and your love into this world. Send your Spirit to, to open our eyes to new opportunities this week. Send your Spirit to move others who are in need of an encouraging word. Put them in our midst. If we are the ones in need of an encouraging word, Lord, put us in the midst of others that can speak a word to us. And in the midst of it all, let us dare to believe that even something as small as offering a cup of cold water can make a profound difference for you. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. Trusting in God's abundant mercy, let us now offer our prayers for a world in need. At the end of each little prayer, I will say, God of grace, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. We pray for the church, for wisdom to heed the voices of prophets in our midst who cast a vision of God's promised future. 
for courage to welcome people whom society rejects and serve all who are in need. God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for creation, for all rivers, lakes, oceans, and streams, for lands experiencing scorching heat, drought, or wildfires like our friends to the north, for conservation organizations and for scientists working on clean energy solutions. God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for this nation and for all nations, for presidents, governors, and legislators, for judges, juries, district attorneys, and public defenders, for military personnel, for those who are incarcerated. Guide us in every way of freedom that promote the common good. God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are in need, for exiles, immigrants, refugees, for those seeking asylum, for victims of harassment, torture, or abuse, for those who are ill or in need of healing of any kind, especially those we name now, either silently or out loud. God of grace, hear our prayer. We pray for children, for their safety at home and in childcare settings, for their flourishing at summer programs and camps, for the many people who care for them, including parents and grandparents, childcare workers and teachers, coaches, counselors and mentors, pediatricians and psychologists. God of grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we now pray the prayer, He taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and I guess confess and offer up those times when we failed to live as God invites us and calls us to live. So during this time of confession, I invite you to repeat after me, God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear this, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. And for His sake, God forgives us all of our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. At this time, I invite you to take out your communion kits, or for those of you at home, to grab your bread and your wine or juice. 
as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. Again, if you're new to these, press down first, and it separates the two of them just a little easier. We begin with the bread. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. The body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. The blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, a big shout out and thank you to all of you who continue to prayerfully support and uh, financially or with your time and, and all of your treasures, uh, our family of faith here at King of Kings. Uh, the amazing work that God does through us. If you're joining us online, there'll be a QR code at the end of the service. For those of you here, there's offering buckets on your way out. Just know it all adds up to how we can better make a difference in this world. With that, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. Amen. I always feel like I need to add an extra verse on the weeks where the sun has been especially hot, to not say, you know, like the sun shines warm upon your face, but not too much. I, I gotta work that in there somehow, somehow. Or a little as you wear a hat. There you go, yes. Especially those of us with, uh, follicle difficulties, yes. <laughs> now you remember this week, people of God, even the smallest gestures have cosmic repercussions. And with that, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.